0: Hello and welcome to The Wednesday Word. This is a podcast of Desert Spring United Methodist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Wednesday Word is a midweek refresh and discussion of our Wednesday devotionals. My name is Anne Hardy and I am the Outreach Director for Desert Spring. It's my pleasure to be our podcast host for today. Our devotionals are related to the Sunday Sermon in some way. They could be an expansion on a theme or a different twist, but they'll always be related to Sunday Sermon. If you missed Sunday Sermon and you want to check that out, please go to Desert Spring's website at desertspringchurch.com. Our format is to read the devotional for today and then stop along the way in order to hear our stories and discuss our struggles and triumphs with our faith journeys. And we would love to get your take on today's discussion. If you're watching or listening where you can leave a comment, we would love to hear from you. I'd like to welcome today's guests. Today we're joined by Allison Kerr and her daughter Laurel Timms, and also by Chris Devereaux. Um, Allison, if you could give us a little bit of um, some background about your history with Desert Spring. Um, I know you've been involved with UMW. Maybe you could talk a little bit about your, uh, your involvement with that.
1: Sure, Ann. Um, I, as you said, I was, uh, I've been in, with Desert Spring f- for almost 10 years. And uh, I immediately joined UMW because some wonderful lady invited me the, almost the first Sunday I was here.
0: And, and what is UMW,
1: please? UMW is United Methodist Women. It's an organization of over 800,000 women that are, uh, it's a separate organization, but it is part of the United Methodist Church.
0: Yeah, wonderful organization of godly women in service uh, to their communities, and I believe UMW is organized by chapters within the local churches, if if I'm correct on that.
1: Yes, I think you're right on that, and there we had uh, about three uh, chapters within our UMW here, mm-hmm. and uh, but the pandemic has mm-hmm. uh, has challenged us to to come back again. But yes, yeah,
0: like every other ministry we have here, mm-hmm. we kind of uh, had a COVID break, and now we're ramping back up. And right, and United Methodist Women is is the same. So mm-hmm. um, there are circles that you can be a part of, and service projects, and all kinds of uh, cool cool things for women. So it's a it's a neat organization and a lot of wonderful women are oh, a part of well
1: it. I'll, I'll attest to the other wonderful women <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you <laughs> thank you and allison's daughter is laurel Timms. and laurel can you give us a little bit of your history with desert spring sure so um
2: i came to town in 2015 i drove in from charlotte north carolina with my dog and i think the very same night. I was here at the church helping my mom with a UMW event. (laughs) So it didn't take long. Uh, and then obviously I've been coming ever since I've helped with the What's the committee in the back, the technical team in the back
0: uh-huh.
2: um, for a while until COVID. And so um, I haven't been asked back, so I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris oh. So. Oh, I'm putting
3: on your list now. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so um, I used to help run the slides a lot. And then uh, every once in a while I did the video um what else have i done i've got involved with spread the word nevada because of the church um i've loved all of our different kinds of christmases uh mm-hmm. i don't know yeah did i miss something well
1: it, it, she's been my go-to person for christmas flowers for oh. ever since she
0: arrived <laughs> <laughs> oh cause... and easter
3: and easter yeah
0: awesome awesome and we also are joined today by chris devereux
3: yes Uh, i've been at the church since 2013 as a staff member and uh yeah i expect to be here quite a while
0: well we hope so yeah yeah don't (laughs) go don't go anywhere no no at least for the not not the next few minutes Okay, so we're going to um, talk about loving the unlovable today, and Pastor Lee gave us quite a sermon uh, about that on Sunday, and I hope all of you listen to that. Um, The scripture that uh, Pastor Lee pointed out is Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 48, and I'd like to just open us with that little bit of scripture. Um, You have heard it was said... You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Amen. Yeah, so we're going to jump right in talking about maybe some some qualities of people that that, um, are a little bit challenging to you um difficult to love um Laurel do, if you have any thoughts about maybe who who's challenging for you personally
2: well i think first of all that the 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 challenge to do what we're being asked is very difficult you know people who are rude to you and are are condescending to you or are, I know you made a comment about uh, cruel to animals. Yes, that would definitely get to me. Um, People who are cruel to others, people who don't treat people properly. It's very difficult to turn to them and be kind. Right. Are Uh, you going to ask me how I do it? Because I don't have a good answer. Yeah, right. A lot of (laughs) prayer.
0: A lot of turning the other cheek. Yeah. Take a few minutes before you speak. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, those those people are are definitely challenging to me as well, as, you know, personally. Um, Allison, do you have any certain traits that you find challenging in your life?
1: Oh yes, of course, Anne. Um, (laughs) I'm not perfect, so let me tell you, there are. I don't like negativity in people. Mm. I hate it when I hear, and I shouldn't say hate it, but I have to stop for a minute because it's um, it's it's not a good feeling to hear negative, and I oftentimes hear well we didn't do it this way or this matter of fact i just heard it the other day that something was a disaster well mm-hmm. no <laughs> and uh so that that bothers me a lot mm-hmm. when i hear negativity
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah constant mm-hmm. negativity right right it's difficult to and, to be around
1: and then you have to hold your breath you know Take us. Take a deep breath and mm-hmm. try to respond in a positive way.
0: I, I think I think you're right, and um, I think we'll talk about this more as we get more into the subject. But uh-huh. um, I think if we can model some behaviors that we'd like to see, uh-huh. it maybe we'll you never know. You never know what's going to change people, mm-hmm. you know, loving people changes them. And you never know, you know, if you respond in love to these people that mm-hmm. are challenging to you, mm-hmm. you just never know. Um, Chris, right. what's challenging to you?
3: For me, it's it's like those uh, people who have immovable opinions, mm-hmm. oh. um, That you know, and, and maybe their experience isn't of what Others would be, but they still hold those opinions so rock solid. Hmm. Um, you know that inflexibility of of uh, other people's experience and perceptions. Hmm. So that's kind of that's what I would say.
0: Yeah yeah that is that is really difficult yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) well just
2: to to elaborate on my mom's i i often talk about energy givers and energy takers in a room and Mm -hmm. the energy takers in a room are very difficult you can give give and give and give energy and you can do what pastor lee says and hope um, and have faith that something will come of it but it is very difficult to be around them for very long and it just drains you and so I tend to find that I t- probably push them away or walk away and to get a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I'm
0: doing what I should be doing with the like people. Well, you know, <laughs> I thought of that too. And I thought maybe saying nothing is the most loving thing I can do in the moment. Right. You know, you I I I don't want to give myself an easy out. Sure. But you know if 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 i'm going to respond in a non-loving manner i think no response is more loving yes. so, <laughs> Very true. So, yep, so i agree with that so you know loving is definitely a decision we've talked about that more than once and so we have to yeah. decide yeah you know what that loving response is going to be and maybe if walking away is all you can do then walk away right. yeah so um Yeah, I think we're going to circle back to this too, yeah. So in our life's journey, it's almost impossible to avoid difficult and very unlovable people. They can be found in our family, in our friends, in our work companions, and even on the world stage that comes to us in the news. Jesus leaves us with no escape clause. When he tells us we must love the ultimate unlovable person, one we consider our enemy. This is one of those really tough sayings in the Bible. Maybe we can do the do unto others as you would have them do unto you, but love our enemies? That just makes no sense to us, and we want to get rid of our enemies. But it made sense to Jesus. So, Allison, why do you think Jesus told us that? It, why would he tell us well, to love our enemies?
1: I've been, I've been thinking about it, Anne, um, and especially through these weeks of our community groups, But what I feel is that when Jesus asks us to love our enemies, and what is our first emotion? It's anger, hurt, various emotions. I think he's asking us to look inside ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we cannot respond if we're going to believe in what Jesus is asking us to do. We have to push those down a little bit, think about a loving way to do it. So I think it's a two-way street when when he asks us to do that. What is the two-way street? The, 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 that we not only have to love our enemies, that we have to look inside. Ah, I see. You know, it's it's not just um, what we say to them, but we have to have that feeling in us of, of changing that anger or that, resentment or to a feeling of love
0: and that's a change within us that's right and I think that's a wonderful point it didn't occur to me that loving our enemies requires um you know us right to to decide to do that yes. you know it's yes. certainly not a natural thing for me and I don't no, know it isn't it is. for me either I did a
1: lot of thinking on that one Ann yeah <laughs>
0: well you 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 made a good point thank you very much yeah, so do you feel that's something you can do? Yes,
1: with um,
0: a, and, and
1: I I think it's because of over the years I've changed and um, it it wasn't easy. You know, there was a lot of instances in our lives that were <laughs> difficult to respond in a loving way. But I think as time goes by, yes. Now, I'm not <laughs> perfect. I haven't done it all the time, but yes i'm changing
0: yeah yeah that's that's awesome and and i don't i don't think we're called to be perfect i hope not anyway although he say that somewhere yeah (laughs) it says right here be perfect therefore as your heavenly father is perfect and that that um the last you know verse 48 of of, uh, matthew 5 kind of throws a little bit of a loop into it there you know it's like okay so i'm perfect when I'm loving my enemies. Is that, is that, is that, am I understanding that correctly? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. You think so, Chris?
3: Yeah. For me um, in my growth, it's, it's kind of um, this battle of cognitive distance of, you know, trying to become a better person, a better Christian and um, but separating it from that sin. And so looking at others, people that are difficult, people that I have a hard time interacting with based on a lot of times their um, you know decisions and their um, you know things they do as opposed to things I do. Um, really, kind of like you said, looking back on a reflection of ourselves because um, it's you you want that perfection to be in everybody, but because we're all a work in progress, nobody is going to be perfect. So even looking at people who maybe are unchurched or don't have the same, you know, religious beliefs as you, um, still showing them love is the challenge, Mm -hmm. but it's not the challenge for them. It's a challenge for you. Mm -hmm. And so by giving love, by showing love, um, you're, you know, convicted in your beliefs of Jesus Christ. Um, so that's kind of where I sit with you as well on, you know, that inward introspective look, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, um, you know, cutting somebody off or, or no longer wanting to, interact with people who may not believe the same things.
0: Mm -hmm. So why do you think that Jesus told us to love our enemies?
3: Well, I mean, in the Bible, throughout the Bible, Jesus' example was to go to the people who were not churched, who were not part of the circle, and extending his love to people, you know. In in the time, people would uh, not expect that as what you should do. Um, You know, so he gave an example throughout his life of how to act in a loving way to specifically those people, the most difficult, the people who you do not agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, right. People that don't hold the beliefs. Right. So. so
0: how are you doing with that? Is it, Are you, you think you're doing pretty well? Or I you... think I'm in the becoming love stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, I think that is the hard question is, is, you know, looking introspectively on on um, how I interact with people and trying to in, consistently improve on that um, personally.
0: Yeah. Laurel, why, why do you think Jesus uh, told us to love our enemies? It's an interesting question. It, it seems kind of basic, but to have to verbalize why kind of makes me solidify my thoughts about it.
2: Yeah, and I'm not sure I'm there, but I, would, <laughs> I just wanted to, to elaborate on something else they sure. said. You know, we talk about forgiveness a lot of times and it being for you more than the other person because it releases that anger and resentment inside of you. And so if we have to love others, it's similar. You have to release something inside of you to get there. Um, and it's... Uh, so I, I'm I've often said that, you know... If you're going to be a Christian, you can't say this person's wrong or that person's wrong or this group is wrong or that group is wrong. And we have a lot of that in our society. We have a ton of it. And from people who say they're Christian and not even necessarily ones that aren't. <laughs> um, and it's difficult to hear that. And it's like, well, how can you say that as a believer? That How can you make those statements and actually feel that in your being? And I find that difficult to accept. I find it difficult to hear. I find it difficult to listen to it. Um, and you know, your automatic response is to turn it off. But without a conversation, without having um, communication about it, without talking about it, it's probably never going to change. And it still may not change. People are very set in their ways. But at least if you can have a conversation in a civil tone, you have a better chance of everybody coming together mm-hmm. maybe not agreeing but at least having a civil conversation
0: right right and and i think there's a there's a, a an element to this of witnessing um to those people that we do think of as maybe not enemies but certainly challenging people in our lives and um and there's there's also for me There's an opportunity for growth there that we've all been presented with. So I can witness to someone who I find difficult, um, you know, like if if it's a cashier and she's being rude to me, I can respond in kindness and she can think to herself, I was really rude to her and she was kind to me. What's different about her, you know, and maybe kind of just gets the ball rolling. So I'm witnessing, but I'm also growing. I'm also consciously responding in love to a challenging person. So not only am I a child of my father, Matthew five forty five says, let me read it again real quick. Um, it says to love those who persecute you so that you may be children of your father in heaven. So when we do this, we're God's children and we're witnessing to our faith and we're growing in our faith at the same time. Can I do that? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I can if, I, if it's not sprung on me. If someone is rude to me all of a sudden i tend to revert back to defense or attack if it's if it's something that i can think about for just 10 seconds and not react just take a deep breath then i have a better shot at responding in love
2: I, I think that's the natural response. I, I mean, you know, when someone comes at you like that, it's really hard to step back and go, okay, I need 10 seconds before I respond. As much as we'd all like to, and we try, I you know, I think we all try. I mean, I know all of you. I think we all try. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're all, all perfect. Um, I know I'm not. So, you know, the best we can do is keep trying and growing and
0: go on from there. Amen. All we can do is... Go on to the next challenge challenge, and, <laughs> you know, try to respond in love. Yeah. That's the Christian faith to me. It's just trying and trying and trying. Yeah. So over and over, Jesus demonstrates how he loves the unlovable, the foreigners, the sinners, the Romans, the pagans, the untouchables. He makes no distinction in who can and should be loved. His love offers an unconditional care for everyone. That is a tough standard to live up to. As committed followers of Jesus, it's a level to grow into in our spiritual journey. So we were just discussing that. You're for right. Sure. On <laughs> Phew, we passed. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet, but, but certainly we're, we're on the journey. So to help us in this journey, Pastor Lee gave us three things to remember. Okay, so let's talk about these three things and how they might help us on our journeys. Number one, we need to believe all people can change. Chris, what do you think?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, you, you could change that word belief to faith. You have to have faith that people can change.
2: And Pastor Lee said hope.
3: Mm-hmm. That to yep. me
2: was a little easier. You like that word? I Well, just because we all know we've all said it, you know, they're never going to change. And as much as we'd love that they would and we hope that they would, we don't always
0: believe necessarily that they will, but we yeah. can hope. Allison, any thought uh, about we need to believe all people can change? I, I and I
1: the word hope is the one that would stand out for me because hope is believing in change and faith is believing the faith that God will help with that change that we want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, yeah, it's hope. I think of hope as the ad, one of the Advent candles. Um, and I that would be the word. And I guess uh, because of my background, I have um, uh, alcoholism in my family, and I think that hope... For change was that was a big word mm-hmm. that uh, and I came from a very uh, Christian background so hope was a very very big word.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I think of this, you know, that I am changed. I'm not the person I was before I started my to follow Jesus. And the Bible says, "You're a new creation." So if you're following Jesus, you've already changed. Um, so, so true. yeah so number two we can't expect people to change but we can hope they will and um, and pastor Lee said that Jesus's ministry was built around the whole hope that people can change the entire I, I don't know I almost this might be taking it too far but it's like is our faith based on the hope that people can change yeah, I'm getting a nod I over think here so. from Chris. Yeah. yeah, I think so.
1: I, you know what, Anne? A, a person can change up until the moment they That's die. W- I agree. Yeah. So, yes, we never give up hope. Um, although there, you know, in some instances, we may not see it, but it may be a change right. for them. And where does grace step in at that point, That's too? right.
0: That's right. Yeah. We, we don't know that. Yeah.
3: And to me, this, uh, you know, the word expect kind of jumps out to me. We can't yep. expect people to change. It's almost like if you expect it, you'll be, you'll be disappointed, disappointed in your, you know, yourself. Um, but if you have that hope and you have that faith and you believe it, you know, that one day you, it can happen, it will uh, help you persevere in, uh, you know, in, in trying to change that mind. That's a
0: really good point, that when we expect something, we behave a certain way. When we hope something, we behave a different way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great observation. Yeah,
2: when he said expect, I, I felt like you can't go into the challenge of uh, loving that person. You can't expect anything in return. You need to just do it freely out of love and hope that it has its desired effect and mm-hmm. not expect anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. We can't control what other people do. We can model and then hope. And pray for them, certainly, and uh, be gentle with people. And we know from Jesus' ministry that unconditional love changes people. And Pastor Lee made that point. Um, When people are loved and accepted, they change. Um, You know, anyone that's had an encounter with Jesus is changed. So certainly that, that hope is fundamental. Okay, number three, loving or not loving speaks directly to our values. Laurel, what do you think? Loving or not loving speaks directly to our values. Well, I think if you can't be
2: loving, it does show something about you as a person. Um, If you are willing to be loving and willing to be there for others and show the love to others, I think that says volumes about who you are to whoever you are talking to or around or with.
3: Mm Mm-hmm
0: like an attitude of love or an air of love and acceptance and yeah 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 what do you think allison i i yeah loving or not
1: loving is going back to what i said in the beginning i think that um um jesus asks us to love our enemies because he's expect he is also saying we can't do that unless we are loving inside ourselves to be able to show His love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think um, it it's hard, but uh, with some people. But I think that uh, mm-hmm. it does speak to our values. And I think, and the other thing for me and I, um, um, I think of the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. and I think about. You know, with the first one is love. Love, right. I don't know all of them, but I know kindness, uh, gentleness, and one of them at the very end is self-control. Self-control,
0: that's right.
1: And that's a big one for me. So mm-hmm. so in in, in many uh, in encounters with people that are we consider um, our enemies or unlovable, one of the words Pastor Lee used was Unlovely. I thought that was a very interesting word. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that's, to me, that's when I have to use self control mm-hmm. to, you know, go back to my values, remember who you are.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's right. And you can't control other people. You can only control yourself. That's right. So, so yeah. Yeah. Chris, any thoughts on uh, the value of loving or not loving?
3: Well, I think it, it, speaks to exactly what you've said multiple times, which is, you know, loving is a decision and we make that decision to love or not to love. And so it's, yeah, it's, uh, it does speak directly to our values because we hold that as the most important thing, mm-hmm. you know, to love Jesus and to, and, and to love others.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, right. Well, I think about Bob Goff's example with that witch doctor that was harming children, and it would be really, really difficult to love someone like that. And he found himself with that, being faced with that. And if he didn't show love, then everything he's been talking about, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. And so he had to, in the face of that, make a decision and decide if he was going to show love to this man. And it sounds like this man changed because of it in a very awful place. So
0: amazing I'm not familiar with that story I'll oh, have to read sorry. it's in sorry no that's okay it's in um the everybody always book. it's in the
2: everybody always um and it was on the video this uh session five five Oh
0: I haven't okay. sorry confession time sorry. I have not I have not watched the video tonight.
2: oh okay yeah so we've watched it hmm. but it was a very good example of something being in your face horrible and what would you do yeah right
3: so and that's that's the kind of the cognitive dissonance that i was talking about right when we're called to love our enemies and yet we can't conceptualize why someone would do things like that you know with the animals for instance but it is helpful to think about you know that that love is a decision and that it is our our value it is you know a cornerstone to our faith um because yeah initially Unlovable, right? <laughs> and he and he
1: did it. He did. And uh, I mean, I think as far as the um, sessions went um, along, his examples of that, what to me was an amazing example of how he overcame whatever he felt within himself. That because I'm sure it repulsed him also, mm-hmm. and yet he looked at it and he worked with him. And another case of hope, he changed. That's yeah. great. My mm.
3: session is tonight too, so I'm Ooh. excited now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You'll> be prepared. <laughs> oh, <good. Yeah. laughs>
0: mine's not till Thursday. So okay. <laughs> you got some time. Yeah, got- I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, it's an amazing uh, uh, book. It's uh, Everybody Always by Bob Goff, um, and if you haven't had a chance, we uh, recommend that. Um, it's a, it's a great reminder and, and personal, um, you know, touchstone to these activities that in teaching us to love everybody always. So, so good point. Thank you. So uh, any final thoughts? Does anybody have any last uh, thoughts about loving the unlovable? Prayers. Well, like prayers to be able to do it. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I just, I think the Holy Spirit is going to help us to do that. I, I, you know, God knows that this is not, yeah. at least for me, is not my That's default not setting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy, and I can't, do it, I can't do it without God. I think it's, it's a,
3: important to acknowledge that, too, though, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that it is not easy. And, it, you know, it, it shouldn't necessarily be easy. But, yeah, we're going to keep going. Yeah. And you I keep doing and, it.
1: Yeah, and, and you know when you when you say that, Chris, it, um, I'm I always hope that in some of these sessions. That, well, to me, this was very difficult. Um, I've done community groups, and it's been wonderful. Just studying Bible passages and and uh, chapters in the Bible. That's great. That's wonderful. This really got inside of you. Really. Mm. And um, oh, that's. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go there? Yeah,
0: somebody said to, it's okay to tell your group if I ask a question that you don't want to answer, it's okay to say the word pass. Yeah. Oh, we put a different one. Oh, you We, did. we use
1: world peace.
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> okay and and every, it makes everyone yeah, laugh
1: world peace <laughs> yeah. right right and then so, they, yeah and yeah. everybody chuckled and then they passed you know we passed that person that's by.
0: A, yeah that's even better because it makes kind of a humorous yeah. moment and you know yeah i yeah. think it's important because they do we do get so personal
2: well in this uh, community group uh, series especially it was way more personal than right. the past ones yeah so so we definitely put that out there at the very beginning so that every, if someone wasn't comfortable, they were able to just kind of laugh it off and we could move on. That's yeah. great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good idea.
1: I okay. used world peace once too. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you for spending your time with us. Don't forget to let us know your thoughts and your stories of how God is working in your life. I would like to thank our guests, Chris and Laurel and Allison. You're wonderful. Thank you so much for spending your time with us and sharing a little bit of your own story. If you're watching the video of this podcast, please know that the audio podcast is available to you through SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. You can find the devotional in text form, along with links to everything else on the website, desertspringchurch.com, and in our social media. So why don't we close with a quick prayer. Thank you so much, dear Father, for Laurel, and for Allison, and for Chris, and for their willingness to put themselves out um, for, for us to learn about them and their stories. I thank you for everyone who's listening to this podcast and ask for blessings upon them. I thank you for everyone who invests their time and their energy into us. You have many helpers, Father, and we thank you for that. Amen.